Welcome back to another episode of the Reason to Behold podcast with Tolu Talks and Arnold Reasons. We are back and we're chasing back, down baby. 100 real, real quick. Oh yeah. What episode is this? <laughs> I believe we are on 98. Wow. But, but let me confirm that actually. It, it sounds right to me. I think that's about yeah, right. Because I think we said about the end of end of Jan, right? We reach 100. Yep. Wow. We actually have to talk about a giveaway between you and I properly so that we have something maybe next week to actually release for the people because, mm. yeah, I flopped on the last one and I'm sorry. So <laughs> we need it's to have a proper way. one this year. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Um, for this week's episode, I was having a conversation today with mm. one of my friends mm. um, and we were basically talking about a couple of things and one of them was about you know, why don't we ask specifically for what we want from God? Ooh. And, yeah. And I was thinking about this in light of even some of the conversations we had with P.T. Pablo about, uh. you know, the goals that we set. Why do we set uh. the goals that we set? Why do we set some of the limits that we set? So even, for example, when you were asking me about the number that I wanted to think about for Dunamis. Yeah. Are you back the, on the round two? Yeah, no comment. Thought you about to set this microphone <coughs> on fire, bro. <laughs> no, 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 no. But yeah, sorry. Just, just analyzing my psyche about even the number that I did come up with, um, mm. and why was it so hard for me to pick a number? Mm. And a lot of it comes down to belief, right? Mm. Some of it mm. is belief in myself about, yo, know, can I actually do that? Mm. But to be honest, what it's really about is belief in God in terms of do I really believe that you do that for me or through me mm. or in me or mm. with me or mm. whatever it is do mm. I really believe that I can ask you for that and it will happen mm. you know because we were think we were talking about something quite you know not simple but you know just in terms of what kind of house that he's looking at and yeah. you know what is he actually asking God for with a house yeah. and it's that challenging thing of do you really believe me that mm. you can ask me for something that seems wild that seems outrageous mm. but it says mm. nothing mm. is too difficult for the Lord not even nothing I think, <clears throat> there is one about nothing is impossible but not, someone says nothing is too hard for the Lord not even it's mm. like impossibility isn't even a thought for God it's like huh what do you mean impossible? Mm. I'm just flexing about if this is hard or not. It's like impossible is not even a question. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm telling you, it's not even too hard. It's easy for me to do. Mm. And it just, yeah, it just really challenged me mm, 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 in mm. terms of why, why, why don't we ask for specifics from God? Like, what is it about that? Why don't we do that? I think that's such a really good question, man. It's such a good question. So I've just pulled up some verses. Um, mm. which feed into one of the things that came to mind for me. And it's Matthew chapter 7, from verse 7. And it says, Ask and it will be given to you. Mm. Seek and you will and find, you knock find. and it will be opened to you. Yeah. For everyone who asks, receives. Mm. And the one who seeks, finds. And the mm. one to the one who knocks, it will be opened. The door shall be opened. Huh. Or which one of you, and this was the part that came to mind for me, mm. or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, we'll give him a stone. Mm. Or if he asks for a fish, we'll mm. give him a serpent. Mm. If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, mm. how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? What came to mind for me 
in relation to these verses is something that I think we often don't maybe consciously think about but maybe subconsciously process our relationship with God like is rather than seeing him as a father we see him like the slave master Mm. because we're like in one way or another focused so much on not upsetting him or like thinking about you know like is this acceptable to him is it not like is this his can i do this can i not Mm. is this his Mm. yeah is this Mm. is this what he has permitted or is this not Mm. and and i think there's like a good place that that can come from but i think seeing him as a father is something Mm. that we don't press into enough because like even in these verses Mm. like this is the savior speaking Mm. Which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And and I think it's so it's so interesting how wide open like the mm. the sheet that he's given us is because he hasn't given us like a restricted view on how our relationship needs to be with him, where right. we just do these 10 things or 20 things or whatever the number is in order to be acceptable in his sight. No, he's already mm. said to us. I have purchased your freedom, your eternal journey and your eternal life is secure. And so everything after we surrender and we enter the kingdom should really be like a blossoming of this relationship where we get to know him more and we start to walk intimately. Like I think about, um, I believe it was Enoch, if I remember correctly, who walked with him and he was not. Like, I've always wondered to myself, like, what was mm. that walk like? What was it like? And what was it that caused him to be not? Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, mm. and you see so many things. And, and I think this is where there's there's so much beauty in seeing not just the New Testament, but also seeing the full picture from the garden mm. up until now throughout the whole of history with, with the creator. Mm. Because you really start to see a lot more dynamics on the people that walked with him, right? Mm. You see people like Abraham who lied about his wife being his sister. Like, mm. and then one of his descendants, I can't remember which one it was, does basically the same thing. I think it was his son. Like, <laughs> I think it was yeah, literally his son. one of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you also <clears throat> see things like Noah getting drunk. <laughs> Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, there's mm. so many things that you see. You see Adam and obviously what happened in the garden. You see so many different things that are like the, the oh, that's a mess. But mm. since the beginning of time, he's been dealing with messy people. And mm. what he hasn't done is like almost condemned us into this box where it's mm. almost like you people are so distant from me because you're so you're so unlike me and so there's a separation he, he hasn't done that in that sense no. but he's invited us despite all of our mess up and our hang-ups and all of the stuff that we're working through mm. to still walk with him which is mind-blowing <laughs> but, and it's not just walk with him on a leash where it's like yeah. we're over there just yeah. only going so far as he no he he walks with us and he calls us his friend he calls us his sons like and so I think and I think yeah go ahead bro. I think that's such an important distinction because there was something that you said earlier and you know as Christians we talk about that right we talk about we were mm. bought with a price we talk about you know we're not slaves to sin we're slaves to righteousness and a lot of that yeah in that sense is also slave mentality in terms of yes you've been bought with a price so because you've been bought with a price you better toe the line Mm, mm, but it's like mm. we forget the part that god 
purchased us back to make us sons. He yeah. didn't purchase us like, and it's like this weird, like supernatural dynamic. Like, yes, we're slaves unto righteousness. And yes, we want to submit our, our lives to him and sacrifice. But we're also doing that from a place of sonship. Absolutely. That is the place that he's put us. He's put us seated in the heavenly places with Christ Jesus, who is his son. Mm. So it's like, it's this thing that we really need to understand that like, yes, absolutely. You know, are we slaves to righteousness now? You know, have we been bought with a price? Our lives are mm. not our own. But the things mm. that God is calling you to do are ultimately for your good, for the good of the world, for the good of other people. He's not calling us to do things that slaves would have to do just to work, work, work to the bone for mm. nothing as slaves no he's calling mm. us to do things that actually benefit us that are actually good for us and it comes down to that thing of even when we talk about the will of god right sometimes we see that just as the instructions of god and the things that we have to do for him but it's actually mm. the will of god is god's desire for my life mm. do you see what i mean it's not just a set of things you have to follow because that is the will of god it's like this is what god wills for me to happen this is what mm. god wills for me to do and that is ultimately to bless me, to bless other people. Like all mm. these things, they're not for, they're not just for his benefit like that. Like these are things that actually benefit us, benefit our families, benefit our friends. Mm. You know, so even the will of God doesn't have to be this thing that is like hanging over our heads. And like, if I step out of the will of God, I get crushed. Mm. It's, no, it's like, this is what God desires for me. These are the good things that God wants for me. It says, I have a, I, I know the plans that I have for you. Mm. You know, the plans to prosper you, to, you know to of an expected end like these aren't mm, mm. these aren't bad things that god wants for us mm. no for sure and i think something else that i was even thinking about is how even how we see things like being a slave to righteousness mm. right like it comes with our own perception of what slavery looks like Right, and a lot of that comes through, especially if you're you're thinking from a, a, a black mm -hmm. point of view. <laughs> like, let's call it yeah. what it is. <laughs> yeah, let's not. <laughs> like, can't really it, dance around. You that think one. of you think of slavery as I have been taken away from yes. a place oh, that is my on. home come on. to now go somewhere where I am yes. forced to do the things that I don't want to do. Don't I have no choice do. but to be here, mm. kind of thing. Mm. And mm. I don't see that as mm. what is depicted in those verses mm -hmm. because. Like, even when you think about how the scriptures speak about things like slaves, bond servants, and it's, it's very old language, right? Mm. But in a lot of places, you see people that would, no, it's in a sense, no different than being an employee. When like, you think of like Joseph? Be, yeah, it's like, you, mm. you, you would, different people had different ways of earning money and stuff like that historically, right? Mm. You could attach yourself to a household or a particular people yeah. to say i will work for you as your bond servant kind of thing or your your mm. employee to mm. use modern language and stuff mm. and i think when you think about it from that point of view it's not it doesn't come with so much like heaviness because it's a, almost like a voluntary thing in some places mm. and i think the other thing is as well being a slave to righteousness i think this is why it's so important that we really think through what we believe and why we believe in what it really means and even some of these verses some of these quotes and stuff like that because to think about being a slave to righteousness just by itself is going to come with a bunch of stuff that maybe it wasn't meant to 
But to think about being a slave to righteousness in the context of what the gospel message actually is, mm. you come to a different outcome. Because 100%. everything that sits in the context of the gospel, it starts with, I was redeemed. My freedom was purchased. I am free. I'm free. He has come to give me the abundant life. So there can't be a conflict in abundant living and being a slave to righteousness. Because for me, when I think about being a slave to righteousness, for me, it's like, it's almost like, it's, okay, let's look at the verses actually, which where this comes mm. from. Mm. Romans 6 is one of them, right? Mm. And it says, let's go from verse 12. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies to make you obey its passions. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness. It's interesting because even when it's talking about sin to unrighteousness, it's you it's presenting present your, your members. members. Where wow. are you presenting yourself to? But present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life. Interesting. And your members to God as instruments for righteousness. How important is that sentence, bro? Present yourselves to God as those who as have those. been brought from mm. death to life. Like... That's the context of the gospel. If I know I was once dead, but I am now alive, I'm I'm gonna go to to the person that resurrected me. Do you get what I'm saying? Like I'm not gonna go back to the thing that um, that killed me and put me here in the first place, and now say, yeah, I volunteer myself to be at your service. No, like I'm indebted in a sense, like not because he's hanging debt over me, but because I'm so grateful for the fact that I have been brought from death to life. It's such a different perspective. And then it says. For sin will have no dominion over you, since you are not under the law, but under grace. Mm. Interesting. What then are we to sin? Because we are not under the law, but under grace? By no means. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness? But thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed and have been and having been set free from sin have become slaves of righteousness us becoming slaves of righteousness is a result of us being set free from sin it's a result of us being brought from death to life and it's something that we do voluntarily not by I think, force i think it's interesting because exactly in that verse in verse i think 16 it says yeah. you can choose to obey so basically, don't you realize that you become a slave of whatever you choose to obey? So when you say, I choose to obey this, you are a slave yeah. to it, whether you like it or not. Yeah. You're bound by obedience because that's your choice. So you can either obey the that's laws it. of sin, you can obey the laws of death, or you can obey the laws of righteousness, but it's your choice. It's that's like it. that verse that says about, you know, I, I set before you life and death. Choose mm. life. It's the mm. same thing. Like you can choose what you obey. And it's very, very different from colonialism and the slavery yeah. that we think of a lot of the time. They right? didn't choose that. Nobody had no choices in that, that. bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so different, man. It's so different. And I think this is where, like, it's like something I try to do when I'm reading the scriptures is it's the whole exegesis versus eisegesis. Yeah. Where exegesis is you read the scripture no eisegesis is where you have your opinions and your conclusions 
and stuff like that and you yeah. pretty much read, to read it looking it. for it to kind of agree with what you already think yes versus letting go of whatever it is that your preconceived ideas are reading the scriptures and letting that inform your thinking mm. and it's it's the subtle things like even something like slavery mm. Re- like that's why i think going through the scriptures almost like slowly <laughs> is something that yeah. i really try to do because if you try to race through it so quickly i don't know maybe people are better thinkers than i am but for me i find that if i try to race through it quickly i will Mm. miss the detail i will miss the Mm. fact that i just slipped colonialism into how i'm reading these verses right and it's coming to a completely different outcome on what it means Mm. agreed because like there was a verse that we were reading the other day in proverbs and it talks basically Mm. about wisdom and how basically mm. like all God, all that God speaks is wisdom. Like wisdom mm. is what he speaks. And I'd mm. never seen that before. Mm-hmm. I'd mm. never seen that before. Cause that means like when you hear God speaking, you are hearing mm. wisdom speaking to you. Mm. And it was just like, just that slow reading it out. Like I just, I just heard it different. I was like, oh wait, what? Mm. Like, you're so right. Like slow it down, speak it out loud, hear it. Mm. because sometimes hearing it from your outside voice is also different from hearing it from that voice inside your head mm, 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 it's mm. so important to be able because even when you were just reading this now I was like wait what you choose to obey mm. like that's that's quite new to me in this moment like I've not mm. heard it that way before mm, mm. no for real man for real and so even just on what we were just talking about even the like to even go back to the question you were asking about why don't we just ask the question was why don't we just ask for the things we really want was that what it was like for specific things specific things we, yeah that's yeah. it the the point about father mm. right is another mm. big one mm. because we see him oftentimes through the lenses of how we see our earthly daddies do you know what i mean and that's another mistake rather than choosing to allow the original father to inform our thinking on what fatherhood should look like and and i think that's the thing right is that no matter how good your earthly father was yeah right because even in that verse it says how can god who is good do this but you who is evil do this so like even if you (laughs) had the best father in the world it's nothing they're still evil in comparison to god absolutely you know they can't want anything for you the way that god wants things for you they can't want to give you anything near what god wants to give. absolutely absolutely bro and it's so yeah man like even just sitting with that Mm. like okay he relates to me Mm. as a father Mm. and i am his son Mm. what does that actually mean And like, I think that's that's where it's like those of us who have had like those people who have had children, and you remember yeah. the first time you looked at your daughter or your son, yeah. And that yeah. for like so many people talk about how like <laughs> in that moment I've never loved anything else in this world as much as I love that little thing that I'm looking. I'm at. I'm telling you, you know. And imagine that times a million, and you have all the money in the world. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> nothing is too big. Nothing is Bro. too like nothing is anything. Like, it's, and you know what, it's so, it's so interesting because that point you just made for me, I know ever since we had our daughter, like there is such a new added dynamic 
mm. that that brought to my understanding of him as a father mm. because my my background my dad wasn't around growing up mm. and so so i didn't have much to go off of almost like my my earthly template in a sense mm. um and so for me my whole relationship with the creator has been very much a case of all right i've got a blank page here like let's write this mm. like let's mm. let me really get to know what your 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 example of what this should be really looks like mm. and then obviously when we had our own like you're describing bro i remember when she was born i remember the first time i looked at her. i remember even in the last three years almost since she's been with us mm. like how many times I've just sat there and picked her up. She's done whatever she's done and all of that kind of stuff. And I don't even mm. see her through her her faults, mm. her her mm. learning. Like I see her as a child who is mm. growing, developing. Mm. And the reality is she doesn't know better in some senses. Mm. <laughs> like she is maturing. She is coming to know. She is coming to learn. When she was first born, she couldn't even hold up her neck. Like mm. And that's the level of vulnerability she had. And so I held her differently. Whereas now she's turning free next month. And so like, she's not just there bopping her head, like progression has happened. And I think that's where I can see the frustration that I can only imagine. I don't even know if I'd call it frustration, but I can imagine, I would understand if he felt frustrated when he doesn't see fruit, right? Mm. Hence why he cursed the fig tree because it wasn't doing what it was supposed to do. So stagnation for us as his children is something that we weren't designed for we were always meant to progress hence why you have scriptures that talk about how um by now you ought to be teachers right but instead of us being at the stage where we have grown and matured in the faith and our understanding of the kingdom and its ways his ways like enough to teach it we are still going in the same circles that we were in maybe year one and so so yeah i think he's sitting with understanding just him as a father and understanding fatherhood through the lens of what he reveals about himself is something that i think really expands how we think Mm. because our daughter is not scared to ask when she wants bro she does not know fear (laughs) in that sense like if she wants something she's gonna ask for it she doesn't like come shaking or trembling in a corner thinking oh, i don't know if he if it's daddy's will or not like and i'm not saying that to even like speak ill of people who are maybe praying to understand the will of the creator and stuff like that as well that's your journey and stuff in it but i'm just saying that i think there's there's a level at which we're supposed to operate which even in our maturity should remain childlike hence why he says to us come as little children and all that kind of stuff and i think like it's really important to understand some differences right because it's stuff like for example can you ever imagine wanting your daughter to be sick can you ever imagine Never. wanting to put those things upon her say listen if if we're looking for podcast clips this is it say it louder and say it again bro <laughs> like say it louder and say it again because I genuinely, these questions that you're asking, bro, are the questions that really should pierce us on the inside and really shift our thinking. Mm. Because it's like, is there anything that you wouldn't give up if you knew your daughter was sick <laughs> and she was dying? In a heartbeat. Is there anything that In you wouldn't give up that you had to give her health? Of course In not. In a heartbeat. 
if you knew that your daughter was super hungry and dying of stock, like, is there anything you wouldn't do to give her something to eat? Like, of course not. So it's like, why do we think that God is any different to that? Why do we think that we think of our our kids or our friends or anything like that more than God thinks mm, of us? Mm, mm. It's not possible. It can't be possible. It can't be possible. And that's where it's like, it's so important to understand these things. At the same time, do you also, for example, know that if you were to give your daughter like a motorbike right now when she's like three years old that she would probably kill herself yeah, we ain't doing all of that yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> you know like and there are some things that you can't do at that age there yeah. are some things that people aren't at the maturity to do yet and i'm not talking about healing and different things like that but i'm talking about there yeah, are some yeah, things yeah, yeah, that yeah. we want that actually Absolutely. like fam if you get <laughs> yeah you're not ready for it like, <laughs> we're not ready for it and i think a simple that thing. speaks to that literally speaks to the importance of us knowing him as a father and also trusting him as a father. Yes. Because if we have like these preconceived views where it's like, yeah, he, he never, he never does good for me. He does good for everybody else apart from me. Then bro, like you've already now started off hmm. from the place where you're seeing him as not good, which is a very yes. dangerous piece of territory to be in. Place. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Because like if, if it is the case that he doesn't give or permit for you to have that motorcycle when you're adamant that I need to have this motorcycle. Mm. Like you have to rest content and confident that it's for my in good. his goodness. Yeah. Like and knowing that all right, he didn't if if it didn't happen this time, maybe it's just a not now. Like mm. and maybe a better question that I can ask about it is not why did you not, but where do I need to grow mm. in order to be ready for this? Mm. Like, what are the areas that I can work on so mm. that this is no longer a hindrance to me if it's something that I'm to receive, but mm. it's actually a blessing? Mm. Because a good thing in the wrong season can yes, be a curse. <laughs> like, mm. Mm. and and equally, like, the opposite is true as well. And that's why, like, the example mm. you mentioned of the motorcycle, a motorcycle is generally a good thing. It's a mode of transport. It's something that mm. looks pretty cool and it's pretty fun in to In the hands ride, of a skilled person... Great. It can it can be great, mm. but like you said, give it to a five year old, six year old that hasn't been trained Mass. on it. Mass. Like who knows? Even give it happen. to an adult. Give it to me. That can't ride it. <laughs> forget forget even like a three or five year old. Give it to me. That can't ride it. Give bro. it to me. Give it to me. I'm on the highway, bro. I'm rolling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not maturing my motorbike. I'm not. <laughs> but yeah, man. And I, I think I really, like, for me, for us, the listeners, I really want this to be a year where we start to press into this and to understand him as a father, understand what that dynamic looks like, let go of our colonialism ideas mm, of what the, the slavery relationship looks like and stuff, mm, mm. and just, like, take him at his word. Which mm. one of you, if his son asks him for mm. bread, will give him a stone? You ain't got to be a genius mm. to break this down. Mm-hmm. Like, which one of you? This is basic English. This isn't a parable. Like, <laughs> like who? Who would actually? There do is that? no interpretation who needed. Would do that. Which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give mm. him a stone? Bread. Mm. Mm. Like, mm. 
you're not your son is not asking for the nations your son is not asking mm. to build a, a ministry that is going to impact like half of the the world's population your your son is not asking to solve world hunger and all these different mm. it's just asking for bread bro basic like daily bread it's basic stuff mm. or if he asks for a fish will give him a serpent mm. if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him and bro these are verses for me i could sit on all year like and that could literally just be a a meditation point that's every situation bro every situation yeah like imagine imagine how much your mind could shift your fruit could change and life could actually look a whole lot better if we really just sat on this daily for a year Mm. and we allowed this just these verses to wash our mind and get rid of the junk and change the way that we see life Mm. Mm. it's so important it's so important to see things clearly because it also says you know you have not because you ask not ask not you know and also about asking amiss come on Mm. come on Everyone who doesn't ask doesn't receive. If you don't 100%. ask, you might not receive. Sorry. Hmm. That's an interesting one as well, because I think that there are some things, uh, you know, for example, like when you're starting out, you some things like just come sometimes, like at the beginning. Yeah, that's why we said like, it might. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you but ask, like, yeah. Go on, go on. No, no, go on. No, I was just going to say, when you ask, you you open yourself up to the opportunity to receive. Mm. Because I feel like, you know, when your daughter's born, like sometimes you just feed her because you know, like, okay. Absolutely. She, she needs food. She's a, mm. she's a baby. She's not mm. asking for food, but you know that she needs it. But also as you grow, like, if you're asking someone, do you want anything to eat? And they're just mm. saying nothing. They're not asking you for anything. If mm. people are like, sometimes you don't know. Well, mm. God isn't the person that doesn't know, but it's interesting that he's He's required of us to ask because he knows everything that we need, but he still mm. tells us to ask because mm. he wants that relationship. He wants that Absolutely. faith to go into action to say, I know you're good to me. Like, I would mm. like this, please. Like, it's such an interesting thing that he knows everything, but he still wants us to ask. And that's a, that for me is really interesting. He wants us to Absolutely. ask. Absolutely. He doesn't need us to in terms of mm. if we never asked, we would he would never know we needed it. Unlike mm. us who might not know that actually you really need this. No, no, no. He knows. Mm. But he wants you to ask. Mm-hmm. And why does he think about it? Why does he actually want you to ask? Why does he want that? He's not power tripping. He has all the power in the world. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't, you know. Mm. Why is it that he wants you to ask? And even reflecting you're right. on that question alone. Go ahead, mm. bro. I was going to say, I think you're right in terms of meditating on these things and thinking all these things all the way through. Because yeah. everything that God has laid down, there is a reason for it. Like, why Absolutely. Why do you want me to ask you? Why? What is that about? What? Why do you want that? What does that do? Yeah. You know, what does that yeah. do for me? And I think there's, there's a verse about something that your prayers would be answered and that your joy may be full. Hmm. But it's like there are these some of these things that you can see, you know, this is why. 
Ah, man. Oh, yeah. John 15, 11. Mm. It says... Sorry, John 16, 24. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Asking you will receive and your joy will be complete. It says in another one, until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive so that your joy may be complete. Mm. So that's actually like a part of, part of why God wants us to ask and receive. It's for our It does something. Exactly. It's not for like his it's not for him. It's for, it's for us. It's for us. It's for us. But and and this is the thing is that I'm just th- thinking a bit about some of the stuff we've spoken about, mm. like things like saying or making a decision to say I'm just going to sit with these verses for a year or however long it takes. Mm. Like in some some people won't have the confidence to be able to do that with their chest mm. because it's like you're still reading those same verses mm. like like and this is where all of those outside voices and almost like this peeing contest of who knows the most verses like or mm. who's been reading the most or doing the most mm. or who's been the most active mm. in in whatever period all mm. of that rubbish takes over but it's like mm. lay all of that aside and just sit with him. Mm. If it's one verse, if it's, it's one, verse, one scripture, yeah. if it's one chapter, whatever it is, there's not. This isn't a race or a rush to Mm-mm. like it's not competition. How much have you got through so that you can be qualified to inherit? And this is the context of the gospel again. Mm. Like, always have that as the starting point. My eternal life is secure. Mm. I'm gonna mm. make it. Like, mm. it's it's in the mm. bag. My name is written. Mm. Mm. And it's not because of what I've done, but it's because of what he has done done. and the gift Mm. that he has given me. It Mm. is not conditional on me performing X amount of tricks in order to benefit from it. It's done. Mm. It's Mm. finished. Mm. Like if I know my ticket to the Maldives is booked, paid for, Mm. and it's just waiting for me to show up at the airport to take the flight. Mm. Like the rest of my days before I get to that day, when I take off, Mm. I'm preparing for my flight. Mm. like mm. alright I'm looking forward to the sun what kind of clothes am I going to wear I'm not going to be buying a bunch of winter clothes mm. to go to the mall I'm getting ready to get my summer on like <laughs> you know what I mean like alright cool I'm going to alright cool maybe I should start training because I want to mm. be my best mm. you know I want to mm. walk that beach mm. I want to swim in that blue ocean you get what I'm saying like mm. it's every, when you really believe and you really accept this thing is bagged, booked, and paid for, right? You beg us, yeah. It changes everything, bro. Like, you can, you have no choice when it comes to things like asking and all of that kind of stuff. You've got nothing to lose. Hmm. Like, and I think we spoke about this, (laughs) I want to say maybe like 50 episodes ago because I feel like it was a long time ago. Hmm. Yeah, and I like that we can even say that now. But But, um, I know there was an episode where we were speaking about how the 
the most dangerous people are those that have nothing to lose and yeah. in principle that should be us that should be us. like terrorists have nothing to lose. the reason why they are such a terror mm. yeah mm. is because they we're gonna do kill them mm. like they're That's ready to they go want. bro That's like they're they moving want. and they're ready and mm. for whatever, whatever you do they achieve their end and i think mm. now bringing that same parallel back into our journey as his children like our end is secure and sure so cool if i ask for the big house right mm. If I ask for that big pay rise, if I ask for the opportunity to connect with this person who is outside mm. of my reach so that we can collaborate and do something that's going to be a positive impact for the kingdom, the world. Like if I ask for him to bring me that spot, like whatever the thing is, what is the worst that can happen? Mm. Right? Because the worst that can happen is it's definitely not that my flight is getting cancelled because mm. it's booked, bagged, paid, and I just got to show up. Mm. Like, in fact, mm. not even I've got to show up. They're sending me a chauffeur to take me when it's time mm. to go. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Mm. So I ain't even got to do nothing. I just got to stay, stay ready. Like, and that's it. What's the worst that can happen? And I think the more that we really realise that the worst that can happen is okay the chauffeur comes a little earlier than you expected. Exactly. You take okay. your trip early. I'm still taking my trip. Mm. And that trip is taking me to a better place than this British dead weather that we've been living <laughs> in. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what's the worst that can happen, man? And, mm. and I think that's the childlike element mm. that I think we sometimes lose where I, I've said, I, we take Stop life too seriously. <laughs> like, the faith. Yeah. yeah. It's the simplicity of it. Like, it's the, it's, my father has paid for these things. My father doesn't only own the Maldives, he owns the whole universe. Mm. So he's not sure on what his capabilities are. Mm. Like, there is nobody above him. There is nobody who has more than him. Mm. And there is nobody who can outdo him or do more than him. So, like, mm. that's wrong. If that's who I'm in relation, if that's my dad, mm. like, listen. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, man. Don't it's make me the son of an shit. earthly king, bro. Honestly. Do not make me the son of an earthly king because <laughs> <laughs> everybody's going to know. I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, man. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Reasons Roll podcast. Um, we hope that you think on these things, meditate on these things, and that they help mm-hmm. you as you go through your day today to just have that have that faith have that boldness to really just ask for what it is ask for specifics understand why it is that God God even wants us to ask what does he want to do for us Mm. yeah we just hope that it helps you guys and we'll catch you on the next episode peace peace